hoarding disorder. COVID and the cost of living crisis have significantly altered how signs of the condition appear. Here's why, by Rosalind Moran. Clutter, acquisition, compulsion, hoarding. It's a concept that gets thrown around a lot. It's not uncommon to hear someone exaggerate that their loved one is a hoarder. Usually, it's because they're untidy, buy too many clothes at the sales that they forget to wear, or enjoy collecting strange objects. But for people who are diagnosed with hoarding disorder, life is extremely challenging. This mental health condition is both misunderstood and difficult to treat, particularly as the condition can be brought on by events from past trauma. So what is hoarding disorder and how are recent global events impacting the way individuals understand and experience it? Hoarding is a disorder where a person accumulates items and stores them in a typically chaotic manner, often to the extent that their environment grows overwhelmingly cluttered and begins to prevent them from living a normal life. Imagine a house so filled with objects that its occupants can no longer access certain rooms, or collections of physical items so large that even when out of sight, their presence and sheer volume provoke stress in their owner. Hoarded items will not necessarily have monetary value. This is because hoarding behaviour is more often a symptom of other preoccupations and anxieties in a person's life than it is a reflection of the value of the actual items that are being hoarded. How is it different from being messy? Identifying hoarding disorder can be challenging for various reasons. People with hoarding disorder often hide this behaviour by not inviting guests into cluttered living spaces. Diagnosing hoarding disorder is also complicated by socio-economic factors and cultural background. A person's role in society and access to resources can influence how hoarding is perceived and addressed. If someone can pay for storage spaces or lives isolated in their own property filled with clutter, they may be dismissed as eccentric and avoid public scrutiny. Individuals with fewer resources, who may live close to others or in public housing, often draw far more public approbation due to the risk posed by clutter, such as fire and rodent infestation, as well as unsightliness and inconvenience posed to others living around them. Consequently, being branded as a messy eccentric or a hoarder sometimes hinges on wealth as opposed to mental wellness. Attitudes towards possessions, disposal of possessions, recycling and the value of older goods also vary across different social and cultural groups. Health practitioners can identify hoarding disorder with substantial accuracy using certain diagnostic criteria. The accumulation of clutter is one such criterion, together with difficulty discarding items due to a perceived need to save them. Clinical psychologist Professor Jessica Grisham of UNSW Sydney notes that hoarding disorders diagnostic criteria are unusual among other psychological disorder criteria because they include indicators located externally to the person who is experiencing the disorder. Clutter is an external manifestation of the disorder, but not actually a symptom experienced by the individual, says Professor Grisham. With depression or anxiety disorders, diagnostic criteria all pertain to the experience and behaviour of the individual. In the case of hoarding disorder, however, 
The clutter criterion allows practitioners to distinguish those with the disorder from those who may be messy or disorganised, but manage to have a livable or somewhat uncluttered living space. Hoarders retain items for different reasons. Hoarding is complicated, not least because the underlying triggers for compulsive collecting vary from person to person. Some hoarders save items because they can imagine future uses for them, whereas others resist discarding objects for reasons rooted in grief or fear. Miriam, for example, developed hoarding disorder following the death of her husband. I didn't used to have a problem getting rid of things, she explains. Since my husband's passing, however, I have found it extremely hard to part with anything that belonged to him, or even just with miscellaneous items from our shared life. Joe Cook, author of Understanding Hoarding, emphasises the need for the general public to understand that hoarding behaviour is an expression of an emotional state as opposed to some kind of personal shortcoming. Hoarding is not about people being lazy or dirty, says Cook. Rather, it's often linked to anxiety, low mood, depression or bereavement. When we are emotionally vulnerable or overwhelmed, people don't always have the energy for looking after themselves, let alone their homes. In response to grief and loss, people sometimes turn to items, compulsive acquiring, which can trigger shame and lead to people isolating themselves. In this sense, she says, hoarding disorder can be a form of self-neglect and people experiencing it deserve support and empathy. How might external factors impact hoarding in 2023? Complexities particular to this day and age are impacting triggers for and development of hoarding disorder as well as people's experiences of living with it. The cost of living crisis has amplified fears of scarcity and anxieties about the future worldwide. For many people who are either experiencing hoarding disorder already or are on the cusp of developing the condition, external pressures like this tend to exacerbate their hoarding tendencies. Dr. Sawant Singh, a consultant in cognitive behavioural therapy and facilitator of the London Hoarding Treatment Group, has noted the effects of the current economic crisis on individuals. The cost of living crisis has impacted people by increasing their stress and sense of uncertainty, which is likely to increase levels of clutter as individuals with hoarding disorder cope by acquiring more items, he says. Many individuals remain undiagnosed, hidden and disengaged from services. The lack of mental health and support services specialising in hoarding disorders has also posed a challenge in terms of individuals being formally diagnosed and accessing treatment and support. Anxiety and grief related to the coronavirus pandemic and stress regarding lockdowns and the lifting of restrictions have also exacerbated hoarding tendencies among some individuals. Professional organiser and declutterer Heather Tingle, who specialises in supporting clients with hoarding behaviours, has observed this in her own practice. Hoarding disorder is a mental health disorder, and so at a time when the public's mental health was under pressure, for those with hoarding disorder, this was amplified, says Tingle. For my clients, worry over scarcity of food, medicines and household items meant that when they could buy items, they would buy bulk. Coupled with more leisure time for online ordering and with working from home becoming the norm, 
many found that during lockdowns in particular, their hoarding tendencies grew and exerted an even stronger, more constant impact over their lives than usual. Moving forwards in addressing hoarding. Compassion is an important part of seeking to understand hoarding disorder. Especially in difficult times, safeguarding items might be, to some extent, advisable, which is why it can be easy for some individuals to tip into hoarding behaviour. Cook describes how she sees an over-representation of engineers, artists and teachers who typically are resourceful among hoarders. Meanwhile, Tingle highlights how hoarding tendencies can be a learned behaviour passed down through family ethos. My grandfather kept everything, she says, as growing up during the Depression, his family impressed on him the need to keep anything that could come in useful one day. This emphasis on preserving resources and avoiding being wasteful was passed down to me. Addressing hoarding, especially when such behaviour is an extension of otherwise rational beliefs, is difficult. Every case is unique. However, putting systems and steps in place around item management can make everyday life easier for those experiencing hoarding disorder and can lessen such tendencies over time. What is important, especially in present circumstances, is to be aware of and compassionate towards the way external stresses may push vulnerable individuals to develop or deepen hoarding behaviours. For more RD Talks, visit readersdigest.com.au Brought to you by Reader's Digest Australia. Narration by Louise Waterson. Sound production by Ricky Price.